It's morning, Colbert Railway Station. And a man named John Maguire is about to come up to the microphone. He'll tell you the time, and then he'll tell you something pretty remarkable. Okay, it's, uh, we're in Limerick Station, Colbert Station in Limerick. It is 6.30. We're getting on the 6.35am train to Dublin. I've been up since about 5.30, and I do this every morning of the week to go to work. sit at the front carriage so uh, when you get off the train in Houston you only have to walk from the front carriage to the barrier this is a method of madness this is this is Vino he's a regular daily daily traveller as well and, and Morris travels every day as well show you on train oh go Starshow in Houston have little parties and that kind of thing on the train. I'll bring the toasty maker. We'll have scones, croissants, champagne if it's special occasions. Mary might get on and tell us and bring the rations and sausages. But we try and make the most of it as well with Christmas. We'll even decorate the windows with some tinsel. We'll have Christmas music playing off an iPad with speakers. The train is now open serving a selection of hot and cold snacks, beverages, minerals and drinks. I didn't so much make a decision to start commuting on the train. It was more... I suppose my circumstances evolved. Myself and my wife, which it was just before we got married, were living in Dublin. She was working for an accountancy firm in Dublin, putting in 60, 70 hour weeks, and kind of came to the realization that, you know, what was the point in working like this, you know, having no life, like you say, and working Saturdays and everything. At the time, I was working where I'm working now, the Royal Irish Academy, and quite enjoyed the job, but thing was the only reason I'd moved to Dublin initially was to follow my wife up to Dublin I never wanted to go to Dublin I suppose I'm a home bird in that sense and our plan was once we got married that we would move back to Limerick so we started a jobs hunt my wife landed a job in Limerick she was very lucky so we decided okay it's not an ideal situation but we moved back home there were a lot of reasons, some some personal reasons, but we, you know, even little things like when it came to buying houses, you got better value for money in Limerick. Plus, uh, I was never totally comfortable in Dublin. You know, Dublin's great if you, or well, it was at the time. You know, during boom years. You know, if you had if you had money in your back pocket and you were young and unencumbered, and it was a place to go out Friday night for for a few pints and go out and go go to nice restaurants and enjoy yourself or whatever. But I kind of felt like in the long term, it wasn't a place really where I wanted to start family and raise kids and that kind of thing so we made the decision to move back home we bought a house we got married I was trying to keep an eye out for a job in Limerick my background is fairly specific I have a PhD in history I work in the higher education sector I suppose so I'm kind of working in a very kind of focused area so I was kind of at the time hopeful maybe landing a job in you know something like university or the institute of technology or something like that so as a temporary measure, I was staying with friends a couple of nights a week in Dublin and driving up on Monday morning, driving home maybe Wednesday or Thursday night. I was doing that for about six months. To be honest, I found it really depressing. Being away from home, essentially staying on someone else's couch, you know, you couldn't do that long term. And obviously then the whole recession hit. I, and I kind of had to be realistic and I had to say to myself, well, OK, I'm going to have to try and make this work long term. So I did the sums and found out that it'd be cost effective to to commute on the train and I've been doing it for about a year and about 14, 15 months now. You could devise a sitcom based on this situation, you know. I was thinking about it this morning. Myself and Vino, 
we travel on the same two trains the morning and the evening train Morris only gets the morning train so myself and Vino spend about 20, 25 hours a week together so I see more of Vino during the week than I see my wife <laughs> my name is Vino Vijaj and uh, originally from India uh, but I've been living in Ireland for the last 34 years job is in Dublin house is in Limerick mortgage is all paid off so there's no point going and starting all over again in Dublin so travel every day and find it very and nice and there's no point in going driving and uh, in fact we enjoy the travel journey I came to Limerick to work for a multinational company and then since then I've been living in Limerick when I finished my work with a multinational company I started to work my own and now I'm right now a consultant and my all my clients are in Dublin that makes it to Dublin. I consult in mainly supply chain, logistics, and some parts of some financial side, yeah. My involvement is dealing with the people there, and uh, because I have to deal with the people, my physical presence is necessary there. And uh, that's why I have to be up there, okay. I attend a lot of meetings there, and uh, interaction with the people is the best part of my job there. So I have to be there. I think that, you know, it's psychological in your mind, okay. Now, I know that a lot of people in Dublin, they, people living in Lucan and Drogheda, they leave home around 7 o'clock to get to work. I leave maybe half six, so, which is not a problem. My wife drops me, and I offer her that I can take a taxi in the morning and go. But she said, no, give me that money, I'll keep it. So she gets her pocket money, and I get her company. <laughs> Do you really want that on the radio, yeah? <laughs> I don't mind it, okay, now. I think that one of... One of, one, of, one of my job is to delegate, and it, this is also I'm delegating. Oh, you, want to, <laughs> <laughs> you want to be very careful. Thurless, <laughs> thank you for travelling with Yernro there. Okay, well, there's three of us at the moment. There's uh, it's myself, Morris, and Vino. Um, I suppose we're the three hardcore. We, we travel every day from Limerick. There's few other people. There's kind of a wider group. There's there's some other people who travel who get the earlier train. Believe it or not, it's five thirty-five train. There's one or two people who get that. There's a couple of familiar faces further down the carriage who don't socialise with us. Who don't know, but I you'd see them most days or every day. So there's a, there's a few people coming from Limerick every day to Dublin. My name is Morris Foley. I'm almost 30 years of age, recently married. I get this train every morning. And if I don't, I have a good reason not to. <laughs> I live in a place called Clamacken in Limerick, so, so there's no one on the roads at that time of the morning. So I leave the house at about 6.25, get to the station at 6.29, into the station at 6.30, onto the train, so it gives me two or, two or three minutes before the train pulls off. I did my primary degree in IT. After that, I got a job with the Railway Procurement Agency, they're basically the company that build the Lewis in Dublin and are hopefully going to build the Metro. I can do my job from home and I'm currently in long-term talks with my boss to see if I can get some sort of a calendar in place that basically every Friday or Monday or something like that that I'll work from home. I have in the past looked for employment close to home down Limerick. There's one job that kind of comes to mind. It was in uh, August 2008. I went for a job. It was three rounds of interviews, etc. And I came second. The job would have had me placed in Shannon. It would have been a 12-minute commute compared to what I'm doing at the moment. And uh, I was absolutely gutted that I didn't get it. Uh, six months down the line, the same company let go of 280 people. So I just have counted my lucky stars. So... I can safely say that I won't be looking for any more employment unless it's going to be on the same secure grounds as the as my current employment. This is a no smoking service. Please 
ensure that your luggage is properly stored and does not obstruct passageways. Thank you for your attention and have a pleasant and comfortable journey. I think it's six weeks a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week that I spend on the train. The way it works is you can get what they call an annual tax saver ticket. The face value of the ticket is €3,400, but what you actually do is your employer gets the ticket for you. So they'll pay for the ticket and deduct the price of the ticket from your gross salary. So you're only taxed then on the remainder of your salary, so you're saving about 40% tax. The net cost is something like €3.30 per trip, which is 6 60 per day. You add to that the car park of €4, Euros, which I hardly ever pay for, to be honest. Why? <laughs> um, sometimes I go over the curb. Sometimes I follow somebody in. Sometimes I drive in the exit if the barrier is up. I'd say I'd probably get away with it two times out of four, you know. Sometimes I pay, sometimes I don't. I feel that about ten euros a week is adequate. So I feel if I've paid for two or three days, I don't have to pay for the other two. <laughs> My reasoning behind that basically is, take, for example, the person that parks their car there on a Monday morning and clicks it on a Friday. They've paid four euros for the week. My car has been there less time over five days but I'm paying 20 euros a week so I don't see where that makes sense to be honest so that's why I feel 10 euros is a fair amount to pay Have you talked to the people about that the local people in the station about that? I have tried to uh, (laughs) I have I have tried to look at various ways and means of just getting free parking but um, that's going to stick with what what I'm doing at the moment We will shortly be arriving at Port Leisure Thank you for travelling with your row there. I've got a banana and Swiss yeah, banana. I've got a jam sandwich and I've got uh, this little sponge cake. So that's my breakfast. I get different things different times. Did your wife bake that? And I don't know. She bought it okay now. And she'll, she'll pack all my lunchbox and breakfast there. And sometime in train, Maurice will bring his toaster, and we actually make toasties in train. You do, Maurice? Yeah. How do you power yeah. the toaster? Since we got the new trains, each table has got double sockets. So, um, <laughs> obviously, they were introduced for for a mobile worker in terms of laptops and stuff like that. But uh, they were only running a week, and we always said that, what can we actually run off the power? How can we save electricity, we said to ourselves. And then we said one day, what about bringing a toastie maker and making toasties? So I went to Tesco's, I bought a cheap toastie maker for $6.99 and uh, I brought a, a chopping board and some bread and some cheese and Vina brought his own filling because he doesn't eat cheese and we proceeded to make toasties. There was a grand uh, stench of toasties and steam in the air. At first the Irish Rail staff and the ticket checkers and even the driver, they were very, very intrigued as to what was going on. So we thought we might get in trouble. So we actually said, guys, would you like a toasty? <laughs> so um, it happens probably once every two or three months. We just said, look, we'll do kind of an extra special breakfast. There'll be more food than you can imagine. Like a lot of people just get on this train, don't talk to anybody, try and fall asleep. You know, and it can be very, very lonely. For the first year that I did it, I actually didn't know if, you know, the two of us used to sit in the same, same carriage and all we did was salute each other every morning. But then we had some common grievances with the Irish Rail and we got to know each other from arguing with Irish Rail at the same time and, uh, and slowly but surely built up a friendship. We had a bit of a problem with Irish Rail 
when they were talking about changing the times. So, uh, like most things that happen, we got wind of it before Irish Rail actually announced it. And Did you do that? Because you know all the people working on the trains. Pretty much, and they said, look, we heard that there's going to be changes to the timetable and it's really going to affect you guys. And they're basically cancelling this service. They were going to have just the 6.55 in the morning, which would get you into Dublin for 9.15. Now, we all would have no problem with that, but the problem was, for one month, that train was getting in at 9.40, 9.45, which is absolutely no good in terms of going to work. Then Mr Vino got on the case. What I did was, OK, I tracked the timetable of the train and the scheduled time at every station, what time it left, what time it arrived, and compared with the scheduled time. And then I said, OK, mathematically, it is impossible. I proved it that mathematically it is impossible for the train to arrive at 9.15, and I sent the detail to Chief Executive, and I said, we want to give you first opportunity to fix it. If not, then we will take other course of action. And I got a response pretty quickly there, and then the meeting had with senior planner, a senior planner tried to prove it okay, mathematics is possible. They said they have a simulator, and in simulator they did the exercise, and I said, look, you know, it hasn't come on time in any station, any day. We had the whole thing done in Excel, how bad the train times were. He took it all on board and saw that, yes, their new timetable wasn't working at all, so he reintroduced this 635 train, so it was a case of power to the people. It's worth noting that as the train has been on time and ahead of schedule for the past few weeks, myself and Vino actually went up to customer service and said, look, we complained to you when the trains weren't running on time. We'd like to say to you now that good job, keep it up. It was late then the next day. <laughs> we do think that, you know, complain when it's bad, compliment when it's good. And the uh, guys in customer service, they just said, that's the first one of those we've had in a very, very long, long time. no smoking service. Please ensure that your luggage is properly stored and does not obstruct passageways. Thank you for your attention and have a pleasant and comfortable So journey. this man took three weeks off at Christmas and got married. Was he different when he came back? No, I would say that he was different. Okay, I think I could say okay, it took him some time to recover. You now have to share him with a wife, though, of course. <laughs> My wife has to share me with him. Morris, I think we've been together now for three years now. So Morris was thinking, okay, we know I completed my three years apprenticeship with you. <laughs> apprenticeship, you know, because, you know, he wants to sleep, and I keep chatting, 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 and sometimes I get the message, you know, will you shut up? I want to sleep now. I think that's probably fair to, to say that since Vino and I have gotten to know each other so well that Vino has probably learned more about Munster rugby, just taking that, for example. And Morris has learned a lot about Bollywood movies. In fact, I gave him one Bollywood movie to watch, yeah? Yeah. I still couldn't take it seriously when I started dancing. It kind of lost me there, you know. He's also taught me a lot about tax. One later. My entitlements, what, 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 what I'm not entitled to. Obviously, I'll above the law. We will shortly be arriving at Houston Station. Automatic exit barriers are in operation at all exits from this station. You need to have your ticket to exit the station. Please ensure that you have your ticket to hand before Find a day's long. train. I'll you. say that about it. I don't get home till about 20 past 8, half 8, if the train runs the time. <laughs> I do sometimes get frustrated kind of going, well, you know, if I have my evenings, if I have my evening, I do lots of things, you know, I go to the gym or I do this and that and everything. But, you know, I look back to the time where I was home at half 6, 7 o'clock in the evenings, and what did I do? I watched TV for three hours, you know, so <laughs> do you know what I mean? And the flip side of it is then, you know, I've gotten to know some good people on the train, Grand and early. 
I've been worked with for some of my colleagues and they actually live in Dublin. You've been listening to The Curious Ear. I'm Roman Kelly. <laughs>